following podcast is a special presentation of Answers for Elders featuring Evergreen Washelli. And welcome to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am here with Mr. Dan White of Evergreen Washelli. He is the Northwest Territory Manager for Abbey View Memorial Park. Dan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Suzanne. Glad to be here. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, I, you and I talk about grief and death and dying. But, you know, that there's these practical things of, you know, what all happens when you go to make arrangements for someone that's passed away? Um, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that you need to cover. And I would like to talk about those today. What, what happens when somebody goes to make funeral arrangements? Well, Suzanne, what happens first is after a loved one has passed, then a funeral home or cremation provider is notified, Mm -hmm. and they will come and bring your loved one or that person into their care. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, they're actually placed into temporary preservation Mm -hmm. until you have the time for a funeral director or the cremation provider will notify the next of kin. Okay. And schedule for what we call an arrangement. Okay. At that arrangement will be the funeral director. If there will be some permanent placement in a cemetery, you may have a representative there uh, from the cemetery. For us at Evergreen Washelli, we they're called family service advisors. Mm-hmm. And so they are there and they represent what happens in the cemetery. Okay. So the major things that uh, have to happen at that arrangement, number one, is going to be filling out the information which goes on the death certificate. Okay. Okay. So that's one of the main things that the funeral director is responsible for, gathering that information. We validate that information. Then we can now file that with the county. And here in King County... Uh, when someone does die, then the King County Medical Examiners has a death certificate review. So they will review that death certificate to make sure that it passed muster and mm-hmm. that they can give the go-ahead for either a burial permit to be be granted or for a cremation to be able to Got take it. place. Got it. So that's the very Basic, That's the basics. Basic. The and no matter part. what happens, I'm assuming what what route you choose, mm-hmm. that has to happen in every single death. I'm That's assuming. correct. That is absolutely correct because that is then filed with the county after the final disposition of uh, of the person has mm-hmm. occurred, whether it's a burial or whether it's a cremation. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, and usually the cause of death is done by a doctor. Is that correct? That, so, is, that is correct. So if if there's a medical examiner involved, let's say mom or dad die at home, mm-hmm. um, what happens? How do you get a doctor's write-off of cause of death or what happens in that? Is that done through hospice or how is it done? It depends. Uh, but <clears throat> but bottom line, it is done through an electronic, an electronic uh, uh, system, which is in place now. And so the doctor or whoever the reporting doctor is, is emailed. We email them the death certificate to have them sign off on there. Okay? So that's what happens. So half of it is from the doctor and the cause of death. They sign off. The other half is the information about the person who has passed, and that's signed off by the funeral director. Got it. Okay. So so really, which is interesting, um, 
obviously there's a lot of red tape that has to happen before you can even get to personal wishes then at that point that, you know, I, I'm assuming. Well, that's the basis. That's okay. usually what we, what the funeral director will cr- go ahead and collect that information first. So now that's out of the way. Okay. Now the discussion starts to be what arrangements do you want to have? If mm. there was pre-planned, then it's a matter of just simply walking back through what mom and dad or husband or wife had already planned already earlier, already have it, and then you discuss with the next of kin. But if that hasn't been done, then for we first need to decide if there's going to be a viewing mm-hmm. because regardless if there's a cremation or it's a full-body burial, you can still have a viewing. Mm-hmm. You can have a viewing. You can have an open casket. But that has to be addressed, and that is a personal or religious belief right. as far as how you want that service to to unfold. Okay. Okay. So if there is going to be a public viewing, then embalming will be required. Right. Okay. A lot of, of, of different services based on religion, the old way used to be uh, have a couple days of viewing. Then you'd go ahead and have the service the following day. And then you'd go ahead and have the final committal at, mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. cemetery. Mm-hmm. And then you go and have a repast or celebration that all changes in today's society because that interesting we, yeah, we have people that will do a service and then go ahead and have the repast immediately following the service and then the family may be the only people that go to the final committal and they may do that afterwards you know that's recently i just attended a funeral exactly that way yeah. they had a big service at the church mm-hmm. Then they in the in the fellowship hall of the church they had a, a you know a reception right and then about it was military the uh-huh. man was a veteran and then all of a sudden the family left and they did the final uh, committal so right. that's interesting that yeah. you you just said that yeah because that that things have changed you know it's now it's all about celebrating the life and not just simply marking the death. Which is yeah. what it was. So yeah. there is that. So other things that need to be considered at that arrangement. Will the funeral home be supplying flowers? Will we be supplying printed materials? Mm-hmm. Uh, how is the service going to go? Is there going to be a celebrant or an officiant, a pastor, a priest that will be leading the service? Will there be time for stories to be told? Will you be playing a DVD with pictures? Will there be songs sung? Will you have a, a, a someone on a musical instrument? A lot of times at some of our committals and such, uh, we have bagpipers that come to play. Oh, I love bagpipers. For the veterans, a lot of times, they, they will provide for someone to come play taps. But now there is a, an organization which is called Buglers Across America for veterans that you can contact them. It is free, and they will send a live bugler that will come and really? play taps. That's yes. wonderful. So, so those are the kinds of things. Then you get down to what is the loved one going to be dressed? Are they going to be dressed? Are mm-hmm. there, depending on the different cultures, sometimes they have different requirements as far as dressing uh, someone who has passed. So you have those things uh, that have to be considered. So there are lots and lots of different decisions 
that have to be. And you know, you think about that. I bet bet 99% of those, even if they have pre-planned their burial, Mm -hmm. they never talk about what I want you to dress me in. So that's a good conversation to have. Yes, it is. I wouldn't have the first clue about my loved ones, what they'd want. Well, so. And it's always good to to ask because it can it be any, anything from minimal to a full blown suit, socks and shoes. It really is just yeah. it's up to you. It's up to the family. And hopefully, if you had that that discussion prior to them passing, they express their wishes. So we are talking here today with Mr. Dan White of Evergreen Wash Shelley. Um, he is the Northwest Territory Manager of Abbey View Memorial Park. And we are talking today about funeral arrangements and what all is involved. And Dan, this is really fascinating of all the things that are covered. And I can't imagine, you know, when people are coming to you in grief, this is kind of an overwhelming thing to have to deal with. It is, and uh, probably uh, a couple of instances, and what I recommend is take time. You don't have to make the arrangement the day following the the passing or the death. Sometimes that's very overwhelming. I've had families who have come in, thought that they could go ahead and get through the arrangement, and we've just asked them to go home and let's reschedule for another day because uh, it can be it can be very devastating it i i, I can only yes. imagine the first especially the first 24 hours yeah. and i know even today with um uh you know fu- funeral planners like yourself mm-hmm. there's things that you guys do out there like um i just read not to or saw not too long ago on social media that there's actually funeral homes that have therapy dogs on staff you, you, yes. you guys I, did you, do you say yeah. you guys have one? Well, we have one that we're training to be a therapy dog out at our lifetime celebration in Bothell. I love that. Yeah. I and love that. He's a rescue pup, and he is just, uh, he's very intuitive. Uh, and what's his people. name? Harley. Harley. Harley is his name. I yeah. love that. I love that. So, so, and you said he's training, so he's in, he's a therapy dog in training. Do you still bring right. him to the um, celebrations? Location. Well, yes, he is there. Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith, the funeral director out at our lifetime celebrations, he takes care of uh, of Harley. But Harley is there every day. And what kind of dog much. is Harley? He's kind of a, a mixed breed. We're not really sure. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But kind of a Labrador, kind of a mix. I don't know. Some people think he's. Uh, mm, well, he's just brown in color. I don't know what he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's but he, good. But he's good. And we you know, it's amazing what therapy animals will do. Yeah. I know that um, when we're talking about just the side note, yeah. you know, I do a lot of work with the, the Seahawks, and there's the little pony, the, yeah. the 12th pony. He's a therapy animal. Ah. And I have seen him with dementia patients. So it's amazing oh. how um, having a therapy animal be a part of that service yes. can be so comforting yeah. to those. I'll have to put you in touch with the pony. You might want to have him available. Have him available <laughs> sometime yeah. for an arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about embalming. Well, what would you like to know? I mean, it's just a, a process uh-huh. uh, that happens. Uh, and you have to be a licensed embalmer in this state. Okay. 
So there's not a lot that I can share with you about that process because um, I have never witnessed it because I'm right. not a licensed no, embalmer. No, so, no. You're in <laughs> that, the other side of the house. That would be uh, <laughs> a question for one of our uh, licensed that embalmers to handle. I do great. know that when it is required, and that's uh, it's a health issue, so it is required for when you're having a public viewing. Got we it. also require it if your final entombment is going to be in a above ground mausoleum, got that it. Is then you the, need to one involve. of the options, or if we are going to be placing you, the the loved one, the deceased on a on a plane to travel across the state lines in a plane, then again a health issue and requires embalming. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, Dan, this has been such a valuable conversation. I am so glad that you've come here and talked about this. Um, how do we reach you? Well, you can reach me at Abbeyview Memorial Park by calling 425-483-0555. You can reach me by email by emailing me at dwhite at washelly.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Abbeyview Memorial Park. Wonderful. Dan, thanks again for being on the program. Thanks, Suzanne. Always a pleasure. This has been a special presentation of Answers for Elders featuring Evergreen Washelly. For more information about Evergreen Washelly, their website is washelly.com. That's W-A-S-H-E-L-L-I.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, How to Be All Over Strong and Beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.